Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Lauren Angle. Today I'm here with Kevin McHale. Hey. <laughs> so are you, are your parents originally Irish or is it like way back down? I think it's like four generations. Oh really? Back. Like. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't technically get my Irish passport. Oh really? Oh, you put on your sunglasses. I'll put on my sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, because I looked into it because I had a couple friends who got their Italian passports. Yeah, I heard of that. Yeah, because like three generations back or something, but I'm one too far to get it. <laughs> oh, I just missed it. Yeah, so I'm stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> so what did your parents do or when you were growing up? Um, growing up, there were four kids. So my mom was a stay-at-home mother, so she had to put up with all of us. Mm -hmm. And my dad worked in like the telecom industry. Oh, okay. Doing things that you do in the telecom. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really sure what he did. Where do you think you got your creative side from? Um... They're both pretty creative. My mom sang. Oh wow. Um, and my dad actually writes these <laughs> like really random and funny sort of poems. Oh. He always used to joke about them and then recently I've forced him to start writing them down and sending them to me yeah. so I can collect all of them. Oh, and they're actually sweet. great. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> should publish them. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Eventually I will. Was your mom doing it like professionally singing or? No, she just always like sang around the house and she was a huge think like theater nerd growing oh, up okay. like loved going she she grew up in New York so she would go into Broadway like with her mom and go, go see shows and stuff so she was always very into that mm -hmm. when did they move here well we moved to Texas they moved from like New England to Texas before I was born mm -hmm. and then I accidentally showed up <laughs> and then we moved out to LA when I was 15 oh okay and then they moved back to Texas when I was 18 Mm -hmm. I've been out here on my own ever since. <laughs> what kind of music was played in the house when you were growing up? Everything. My dad was, or is, a gigantic Elvis fan. So like on the way to school we'd listen to Elvis or The Temptations or The Bee Gees. Mm -hmm. But from my siblings I would listen to like Boys to Men or Green Day, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was obsessed with like NSYNC and Factory Boys and mm. you know all the pop people. Yeah. So it was, a, it was an eclectic mix, a little bit of everything. Were you already singing a lot when you were younger? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like from the onset? Yeah. There were, there's a video of me when I was six and my sister got married, and I sang, like my jam at the time was to sing, I Just Can't Wait to Be King from The Lion King. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a video of me being, you know, this high, like singing that at the end of her wedding. <laughs> and did you always know that you would be a singer, I guess? Like, was that a passion that just hit you and you were like, this is my life? I don't think I... I always say, like, I never realized you could do it as a job. You know, you're like, growing mm -hmm. up, it was like, oh, well, there's people who do that professionally. And then I just liked to sing. It didn't yeah. ever occur to me that I'm like, oh, I could pursue this professionally. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a weatherman. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to be a meteorologist do? or an architect. That was my... 
That's so cool. Planned. But how, how did those like interests came? I, Just like randomly. <laughs> yeah, I think I was deathly afraid of tornadoes. Growing up in Texas, there were tornadoes all the time. Oh. So then because I was scared of it, I was obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I would watch the Weather Channel all the time. Like my brother's friends would give him crap. He's like, your brother's always watching the Weather Channel. <laughs> Because I need to make sure there weren't any tornadoes oh coming. God. So then I would like film myself doing the weather. I would like make a whole like map of the United States and then. Oh yeah. my God, so cute. How did how else did you describe your personality back then growing up? Um, I was deathly shy, mm. like so shy. At home, I'd be on the countertop singing, and filming myself doing the weather. Yeah. And outgoing, but as soon as we went out in public, I would like hide behind my parents. Oh, do you know? Like why it was such a big disparity? I have no idea. I because well, my dad is super super social, can talk mm -hmm. to anybody, um, gets along with everyone. So I don't really know what it was. But at some point when I moved out to LA and started pursuing things in the entertainment business, that sort of went away, and I realized I needed to be able to talk to people. <laughs> yeah. And then how did you first get into the music industry, like with the boy band? Uh, it was random. Like I started coming out to LA to audition, and I had a dance agent at the time as well, <laughs> which is funny because I'm not that good. <laughs> like you go start going on these dance auditions, you're like, oh, this is a whole different Damn. like class of dancer. Wait, like, so I how don't belong. So that I ended were up you when you were 14? doing a And you, how did you have an agent? Like, were your, was your mom like just going with you to all well, these things, or how did it happen? Yeah, my sister was an agent in Texas. Oh. And so she was the one who, like, you should, to my mom, like, you should take him out to LA to, yeah. like, pursue it just to see. And then we ended up liking it and decided to move here. Mm -hmm. Not just for that, but also because my parents wanted to move here. And, and I, what the, my mom was sort of the anti sage mom in a way, yeah. where it would be like, do you really want to go on the audition? Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. She's like, with this traffic. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just nice. I could live here and then also pursue that. And there wasn't the pressure of like, oh my God, we're only in California for a couple weeks. I got to try to like get a job, which is crazy mm -hmm. for like a teenager to be thinking. Yeah. So it was nice. And then I made, you know, my whole life out here. Other than like your sister pushing you, like what kind of made you really want it? Um, I mean, she was the one that she just suggested it, but it was just, I think, instinctual or innate for me to want to do that. I was always entertaining my family, and once I realized I could do it, or I was at least good enough to compete, you know, to yeah. try to do it, um, there was never any turning back. Mm -hmm. I find that so interesting because you were like shy to the public, yeah. so then it's like this... Yeah, you put me on stage, I was completely fine. Oh. It was, I remember a couple of years ago, or it was a while ago now, when people found out about Beyonce's like Sasha Fierce yeah. like persona. <laughs> and it made a lot of sense to me like growing up because like I would be super shy, but then mm. once I would get on stage, I was a completely different person. Like I would yeah. black out <laughs> and perform and have the time of my life. Wow. And then go back to being like scared to talk to people. Damn. And then, were you like taking time off school or how were you doing it at such a young age? Uh, a little bit, but I was homeschooled for a year like when I moved here. Yeah. And then that was not my jam. And I was like, I can't do that. And so then I went back to school here. So I went to high school in California, but I did it. I just didn't do any 
extracurricular things at school. Yeah. I wasn't on any teams or anything because after school that's when I would do all the other stuff like mm -hmm. when I was in the boy band or go on auditions and things like that. Yeah. Did everyone in your class like knew that you were doing all this? Or... I tried to keep it from them because <laughs> I didn't like one, I don't like talking about myself, so this is funny. And then, <laughs> uh, two, yeah, I just wanted to, I didn't want to be looked at. It's hard enough in high school to like, yeah. get along with people, and I, was, I moved to a new state, and I wanted to just make friends, and that's hard on its own. Never mind, like, hey guys, I'm in a boy band, which is not the coolest thing to ever tell anybody. <laughs> I told some of my, like, my best friend in high school, I would, we'd be, like, recording, our music at nighttime, and then I would bring the song to school the next day and like show her. She's like, "That's not you singing," because she didn't know me as oh. like a singer. She's like, "That's not you." I'm like, "It is me." Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, it absolutely is. She's like, "No, it's not." I'm like, well, when we film the music video, you can come. <laughs> what was it like though, from like singing on your own at home to like having this like whole, um, like I guess when you're in a boy band, it's kind of like a machine, right? You're like yeah. throwing it all to into yeah. all the sessions. Was it easy for you to I think it was, get into the... I think it was sort of the dream. Yeah. Like, at least for me growing up watching like MTV and TRL and watching all the pop artists and then to be able to go on tour and have dance rehearsals and to be mm -hmm. hanging out in a recording studio. That was all these things that were, you know, I grew up dreaming about doing. And so I was able to do them. Even though the boy band wasn't successful, it was an incredible experience to like spend my sort of high school years doing that and yeah. learning that and learning how to deal with adults because you're going to meetings and record labels and all these things and you, I think it was the best sort of teaching for me for my whole career, for my mm -hmm. life. And was it easy to transition to all the acting? Yeah, I always did. I started doing acting first. Oh, okay. And so, like, the boy band thing happened, but I was still doing acting and, like, random things here and there as I would get things. Mm -hmm. And actually, with Glee, like, you were trying to put out some music while you were still filming it, right? Like, solo music. Um, I did... But it kind of got shelved. Yeah, it was... I had a really great relationship with the label that Glee was signed with, and they sort of gave a lot of us, any of us who were interested in it, the opportunity to work on music, go work with producers and writers and things. And it was just, more than anything, it was unrealistic that we'd be able to put anything out because we didn't have time to promote mm -hmm. anything. So that's what they were worried about. And then for me, I didn't know what I was doing musically. <laughs> I was like, cool, I'm not gonna say no to like the opportunity yeah. to go work with all these people. Was it kind of like Justin Bieber-y sounding, I think you said yeah. one time, yeah. Yeah, it was just, and it wasn't any of their fault. It was, I just didn't know how to say no mm. to things or be like, I don't really like this. I don't see this as me. And so I just did it all. And I think that was probably from growing up and being in the, a boy band where it's like, you don't have any of the control mm. and you just do the music they tell you to do. Yeah. And so I was like, I can't tell them no. They're giving me this opportunity. Yeah. So that, again, it was another really valuable learning experience. Mm -hmm. And then what happened after that? I sort of gave up on the whole music thing for a little bit because I was very confused yeah. about what to do. And then, you know, Glee took up most of my time and all the other stuff I was already doing outside of it. So, you know, I just I focused on acting. Mm -hmm. And then were you always, like, writing original music, like, at home still? Yeah, or? That, would, yeah that would always be happening. And 
um, one of my best friends, Justin, who produced my music now with me and he directed my music video. He has lived with me for seven years. Oh wow. Yeah, and he was in the boy band with me. Oh, okay. And he is an incredible like producer. And so he was always an artist himself. And he was always going into sessions with other artists or so we would work on music together sometimes and write stuff together and all of our friends are sort of put we all push each other to do what we think you know like you're so talented yeah. you should keep doing that so they would come to me and be like why aren't you making music I'm like okay fine <laughs> i'll do it what was it like doing the Katy perry video oh that was madness <laughs> i think like she asked the entire cast of Glee, I think, or was it just the guys, to be in the video if we wanted to be, and I think Darren and I were the only ones that were down to do it. Because <laughs> you're down to... Yeah, and we're like, we'll go like mess around and see what happens. <laughs> and it was great. She was super cool. It was, it was a gigantic, gigantic video shoot. Oh, wow. I mean, it was... There were a billion people there, and she saw me, and she's like, he looks too silver, like, cool, we need to fuck him up. <laughs> So then they, you know, made me extra dorky. And it was just fun. She yeah. was, like, on top of the world at that time. And mm -hmm. it was, like, one of those fun things. You're like, I don't know why anyone asked me to be in their music video. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Why not? And then how did music become a bigger and bigger part of her life in the past few, I guess, years? Um, I think when I had more time to think about what I wanted to do or what was important to me. Like, I've always done acting and music. Um, and then I think just because I had time to actually work on things mm -hmm. that I decided to start doing. You know, I talked about it for a while with my friends and it just sort of happened organically. Yeah. Where we like went to mess around in the studio and then some songs came out. Mm -hmm. So we're like, oh, because I've, I've done it in the past where I thought I was onto something and I show my friend Wednesday, I was like, what do you think of the song we just did? And she's like, this doesn't sound like you. Mm. Like, what do you mean? I wrote it. Yeah. It's about my experience. It's my voice. She's like, yeah, but it's not you. It's not your personality. And I was like, what? I don't get it. And then we started working on, that was a couple years ago, and then we started working on the ba these, this new batch of songs. And immediately she was like, yes, this is you. Mm. And I was like, ah, I get it now. Because it's hard to really inject your personality where like people know you from somewhere, like people know me from Glee, they don't really know my real personality. Mm -hmm. And to be able to inject that into your music can be difficult. Some people it's easy. I think for me up until now it had been difficult. And for some reason it just came out. And so here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and then were you just signed solo for your assigned with a record label for your solo stuff? Um, yeah, well, th that was the thing. So then we wanted to figure out how are we going to put this music out. Yeah. Um, do we want to go to bigger labels? And I was like, well, I don't know what I want this to be. And luckily, um, I met with Vidya, mm -hmm. who's the company putting it out. But it's not like a traditional record deal. It's sort of like this 2019 version of yeah. <laughs> like being an indie artist because you have 100% creative control now this sounds like an ad but this is <laughs> but, so like I I would go into the meetings with them and they'd be like okay so like what do you want to do and it was baffling where I'd be like what do you mean what do I want to do like you tell me yeah. you're like no like you're the one like we're supporting you yeah like 
they sort of incentivize you and financially support you so you can make music videos and they help market it and do all that. And on the other side of it, me and all my friends get to make cool shit and no one's sitting there being like, no, you shouldn't do this. Or no, we can't do that. It's like whatever we want to do. Mm. Which is fun because at this point, me and all my friends have been doing this for a long time. And so now it's a way for us to, you know, use our abilities yeah. to actually make stuff and put it out there and just see what sticks, see mm -hmm. if people like it or not. Is that something interesting for you? Because like everything was like you were saying yes to all this and suddenly you feel like you have this like control in your life. Yeah. Was it like kind of like, wait, I can just do like, was yeah, it, it was, surprising it was to you? strange. Yeah. It was really weird. Because <laughs> at first, like, I had to go back and like talk to Justin. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> they're not like telling me what to do. And I know this sounds really lame and probably like, I was like, okay, they're not telling you what to do. But I guess I'd sort of been conditioned for the mm. past, I don't know, two decades. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> the big company or whatever is the one telling you what to do because they're the one funding the project yeah. so like yes you can make your music but also it has to get has to go through a lot of people to get mm -hmm. approved and this it's not like that at all this is like here's the, here are the songs here's the track list i want to do here are the pictures i want to do yeah but like after the fact that i've already done them mm -hmm. you're like great cool love it let's do it <laughs> so it doesn't really matter like they're just down to support no matter what. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is acting something that you consciously are like doing less of or to spend all your time doing music now? Um, no, I don't think I'm consciously, like I'm not like turning things down. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, there hasn't been a lot of opportunity, I guess, for me. Mm -hmm. And like that's, uh, acting's like that though. I think I've always thought of it as... Not a hobby, but because yeah. it can be so fickle and come mm -hmm. and go that I'm not someone who's going to sit around and get really upset if I'm not yeah. working all the time. Like, no, there's other things I like doing, so let's just do everything. Yeah. And so when an acting thing comes up, then that's what I'll do. Mm -hmm. But for now, this is what's happening. Yeah. What are your inspirations for your upcoming music videos? Oh, that's tough. I'm, like, I grew up watching... As my biggest memories as a kid growing up were watching music videos. Mm. Like I would put on MTV or VH1 on every TV in the house. Yeah. So any room I walked into had music videos playing. I was obsessed with it. And so for these, we wanted to do as many videos as possible for the songs. Hopefully there'll be a video for each song. Um, and it was, some of them are a bigger production. Mm -hmm. um, this is not really answering your question. About <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really like sort of weird videos. Mm -hmm. Like videos that seemingly look like a normal music video, but then something's just off about them. Mm. Where they have a lot of personality in them. Where they can be... I like simple but super effective, memorable things. So I don't need to spend a million dollars on a video and doing all these complicated yeah. big things. I mean, that would be great, sure. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also more effective to do something that's maybe simpler and more memorable. Mm -hmm. Is that a, yeah. <laughs> like for Help Me Now, I think a, a big inspiration was like the Fatboy Slim video with Christopher Walken yeah. dancing around because like we knew we wanted to do something dancing but not really taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. And I've always loved that video and I've always loved when people who aren't dancer or 
you know, they're not like J-Lo getting up yeah. there and, or like a K-pop group getting up there yeah. where you know they're going to be incredible. Yeah. Or it's more about the personality. And that was our big inspiration for the Help Me Now music video, at least. Mm -hmm. How about the lyrics for Help Me Now? The lyrics were just about <laughs> me being an insecure idiot. Mm. <laughs> and really just, as you say in 2019, unpacking that. <laughs> and like, why am I being such an insecure idiot? And sort of like a role play of, let's think of all the worst scenarios that I could come up with and figure out like why I would ever feel that way. Mm -hmm. And then recognize that I don't need to ever feel that way. Yeah. And work through it. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's like therapy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the inspiration behind Younger? Younger was straight up just about... Well, so that song started with my friend Justin coming up with the younger part. Mm -hmm. Where it was just a line back when we were younger. And then... And immediately I just got nostalgic. Mm. And I knew I wanted to write a song about my previous relationship. And wanted to do it or it wasn't like some big heartbreak you know, it was a terrible breakup and all because that's not how it was. Mm -hmm. It was sort of unemotional in a lot of ways because we're still best friends. Yeah. And we grew up together. Our families, like we're family. And so I really wanted to be able to sort of nostalgically reflect upon our whole time together and then also reflect upon like how our relationship has changed. Mm -hmm. But we still have like an incredible friendship. Yeah, I love that. And what would you say were the big themes for a boy in general? I think it was I think Younger does a good job of summing my intentions for the Holy P, where it was a lot of a lot of it was reflecting on things that I had already been through mm -hmm. and figuring out, you know, sort of like the thirty thousand feet up view of like why they happened, how do I feel about them now, mm -hmm. and sort of like moving forward past all of that. And when you came out, was it like accidental? It was through like Facebook or, some, or something, right? Like trying there was to like a out. tweet, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah, I think people latched onto it and assumed it was like a coming out. I was just like making a joke that I had actually also texted my friend. And I was like, that's funny, I'm just gonna tweet it. Yeah. And then people assumed it was a coming out. But it's like, you guys, it's not like I had necessarily been hiding it. I just wasn't someone who was... I don't know, I'm not someone who would generally post about who I'm with anyway. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was, it was very strange. I was ba I'm still baffled by how that mm -hmm. sort of became a thing for like 24 yeah. hours. <laughs> was that a conscious decision that you wanted to not be so open on that aspect or? Yeah, and I think like I had just gotten, yeah, I think I just gotten used to it too, because mm. my big thing. I guess thing, your close friends already knew and like found, Yeah, that yeah. One, to me that's like all my family and all my friends knew. Mm -hmm. And they had always known. So like that, so I never felt like, and I never really ever had like a, I don't know, like a proper coming out or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not good at that because I've never really had mm. to do it. And so for me, if the people that are most important in my life knew, then I wasn't really trying to, you know, I didn't think other people would care. And at that point too, I was like, well, now it's gone on for so many years that like, mm -hmm. how do I now retroactively <laughs> like fix this situation? <laughs> <laughs> and, it just, and it was good. I think it was good. Uh, it's absolutely better that people know if they didn't know. Mm -hmm. So 
I'm glad that happened. But yeah. It was just so odd how it did. Mm -hmm. Actually, like way back when, like when you were younger, how did it happen? Did your parents kind of already knew and your sister? N no, it was my siblings. Oh, so they asked totally you my or? siblings. Yeah, it happened. Like my sister once, I was like trying to like hide it from her, and she's like, I was talking to my friend on the phone. She's like, Who are you talking about? I'm like, No one. She's like, Is it a boy? <laughs> I'm like, Yes. And then she started crying. I'm like, what? She's like, you could have told me. She's like, you know I wouldn't have cared. I'm like, but I was never someone who was like, um, I don't know, like torn up about it. Mm. Like I never had a problem with myself being yeah. so I was Like it wasn't a big deal for me. Mm -hmm. But it was for her because I think she was worried that I was keeping it from her or her family because mm -hmm. I was worried about what they would think. Or And that wasn't the case. Yeah. It was like, no, I was like a teenager who was just awkward and, you know, didn't want to <laughs> talk about yeah. People I was into with my family. Mm -hmm. um, How old were you at this point? I think it was 18 or 19. Oh, okay. And then she, and then my brothers. It was like me and my two brothers were in London. The first time I'd ever. It was actually the first time it, the three of us had ever been to London. Period. Oh. Wow. And it was like during the first season of Glee, and we were at a club the first night, and my one brother, like, leans over to me. He's like, "Hey, by the way, we know, and we don't care." <laughs> You're like, I'm right. like, uh, uh, cool. Like, took a sip of the drink. I'm like, all right, great. Let's, let's carry on. How and it just sort of like, yeah. Went. I think they told my parents or something. Oh. I, I still don't even really know. I think that's. I think they told my parents. Yeah, but, but I guess for like for the 18 years, was this just something that you kind of bottled inside? Because that's like pretty long time. Of yeah, life, I right? guess so. A, a little bit. I. Yeah, but like I was also growing up like super into girls <laughs> as well. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like there was a part of me that was like, hmm, I might be into guys. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. But I hadn't really ever like messed around, you know, had hooked up with a guy until I was like 18. Mm -hmm. So it all sort of culminated in, and like the first guy I was ever into like emotionally was the one who I ended up dating for seven years. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, once they started, like, those things started to present themselves, then, like, people knew. Yeah. Because like, I wasn't necessarily hiding it as it was, as things got more serious. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's, it's hard being a teenager anyway, or it's hard being in your early 20s and navigating life, period. Yeah. And then on top of that, there's no, like, guidebook of, this is how you're supposed to, <laughs> like, function <laughs> in, like, a heteronormative society when you're gay. <laughs> you're like, so I'm just, like, you know stumbling through it like everybody else mm -hmm. and it's inspirational like when you see other people who are kids who like come out super early and know who they are yeah. and know how to present themselves that's hard i still don't know how to do that so you know everybody's different and I, mine was just a little bit messier <laughs> <laughs> how would you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger oh <laughs> i would say i've just gotten better at speaking up for myself mm, yeah like I said before I would just say yes to everything and I really learned by having one I think I've gotten a really great friend group mm -hmm. and they've taught me things like that and how to and I've picked up you know as you do from your friends I'm like oh that's a great quality I need to learn how to do that yeah and so they've taught me how to do that what, would, what else would you say have been the biggest challenge of your life so far um, I think the other thing was, which was a really odd and funny thing to 
think about, mm -hmm. for me at least, was that during Glee, we didn't have any personal lives really. Yeah. Which I was happy with because working is my favorite thing to do and we were working on a show that we loved and had a great time doing. And so when the show ended, I was 27? Yeah. Or 26. I don't know. The show ended and then it was like, oh, wait. I can go hang out with my friends who I haven't seen in six years oh <laughs> or gosh. seven years. Yeah. Or I was living in Los Angeles as an adult for the first time. Right. Which is a really weird thing to, because I've lived here for half my life, but I was now an adult mm -hmm. and had free time. I have a house, you know, like these, yeah. my life has changed, but like all my friends are still the exact same and I had to figure out like, what do people do? <laughs> Where do people go hang out? Like. No one in LA is working. Why are, is every restaurant full at yeah, <laughs> like, like 3, 3 p.m.? Yeah. And so it was a really weird thing to adjust to, like relearning the city that I love. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, maybe I don't like this part of LA that much. You know, these types of people and that sort of thing. And so learning to be an adult in Los Angeles was sort of like a, a weird readjustment mm -hmm. to... <laughs> Like, I've lived here for 15 years, so it was a weird thing to, yeah. like, why do I feel differently about this place? <laughs> and that may sound really lame, but it, it took me a while to realize that's what was going on. It's like, oh, I have time to go do things now. <laughs> what does love mean to you? I think it means being your worst and best and grossest and cutest, <laughs> cutest. Um, or whatever that is <laughs> I love it though <laughs> in front of your people and having them feel that comfortable yeah to do that back to you mm -hmm. and whether it's friends or family I think when you can like it's always like <laughs> I equate it to like when you are getting a relationship or start a new friendship mm -hmm. and the first time like you fart in front of one another <laughs> and you're okay with it like that's love <laughs> Like we, it's so gross. Like you know when you can be that comfortable and you're not worried about being judged, mm -hmm. and that's just one way to, to do it. But I feel like that's that's love, mm -hmm. where you just it's encouragement, it's support, it's all of that. Yeah. Last question: What do you want to be remembered for? I think being a nice human. Yeah. <laughs> I think just being a nice human. Because, you know, you, everyone faces their daily struggles. You wake up on the wrong side of the bed one day, you have a shitty day, and it's hard to like maintain being nice all the time, and you're not going to maintain that every day. But if overall, I did a pretty good job at being nice as much as possible, then I'd be good with that. Yeah, I love this, it's so much fun, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.